0: Hello, and welcome to Advancing Resiliency in Education with Jen and Jen. My name is Jennifer Baker and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and my co-host is Jennifer Johnson, licensed clinical social worker. We invite you to listen in as we respond to real questions on current mental health topics from educators. Our hope is that the ideas, stories, and experiences shared on this podcast will help you build resiliency and well-being in your own lives. So hello and welcome back listeners. Hi Jen. Hi. So one of the things that we've been talking about a lot lately is how different the holidays are looking right now. And how this is bringing up a a, a lot of different emotions for for different folks.
1: So true. Um, Everyone that I've talked to lately, they have some great concerns about going into this holiday season. Um, A little bit worried, a little bit sad, a little bit angry. Um, just kind of acknowledging that this is going to be a hard holiday season. This is going to be a hard time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as a general rule, holidays are a bit stressful as, the, as it is. Oh, heavens. Good point. Good point. <laughs> you know, COVID or no COVID. Um, uh, the holiday season usually brings out conflict and argument, different perspectives, um, just overall stress. Am I doing it right? Am I doing it good enough? Mm-hmm. Um, is everyone happy? Um, So even pre-COVID, the holiday season can be really stressful. Absolutely. So today we want to talk to the listeners about some
0: strategies and some tips to get through this season, and one of those things that we were talking about was Kristen Neff's work. I know you've done a lot of work using her work Mm -hmm. and uh, presenting that, so we thought we'd use some of those tips and strategies today. I think that sounds great. So why don't you start us off, Jen? Um,
1: what are what are some things that they can start doing today? Well, you know, Kristin Neff herself has a, a large body of work, um, but one of, one of the areas to focus on, especially for this holiday season, is just how to be compassionate with yourself. So maybe today we'll focus on the three themes that are related to self-compassion. Um, you know, as we go into these difficult times, any difficult time, rather it be about the holiday season or difficult times just in general in your life, um, we want to slow down and we want to figure out how to be compassionate uh, towards ourself. So today I thought it might be nice if we highlight those three themes and then pull out some tips underneath those three themes. Perfect. Yeah, I think that self-compassion sometimes is misunderstood.
0: And I think maybe we can lay it out a little bit better so that individuals can understand what those three areas that they can start working on uh, to be a little more self-compassionate toward themselves.
1: So what's the first one? Well, I guess we'll start with uh, mindfulness, right? So this is a theme under the uh, self-compassion idea. And it it really is learning how to recognize that the current moment is stressful (laughs) that the current situation is rough, that the current situation is not maybe what you would want it to be or what you had hoped it to be. So becoming mindful is just really being present in that moment, you know, not trying to ignore the difficulty, not trying to negate it or even judge it or judge yourself, Um, just being mindful of what is actually happening. You know, this is really similar to Uh, Dr. Dan Siegel's name it to tame it. Mm -hmm. Remember we've talked a lot about him. And so with mindfulness Really kind of calling it what it is, right? If it's a struggle call it a struggle name it to tame it Um, if this uh, holiday is sad State that if sitting at the holiday table and not having it full of everyone that you had wanted it wanted to be at that table Is really sad for you then being mindful of that really calling it what it is Mm -hmm. would be important Versus trying to negate it or dodge it or ignore it, just really being mindful without judgment. I'm I'm curious here though because I think some people
0: think about that that if they were to name it to tame it in that way, they're they're focusing on the negative and they're not focusing on the positive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, told so you need to be talking more positive, you need to be thinking more positive, you need to stop thinking about the negative things. Sure, I think.
1: Um... If we, if we get caught up in that, it's kind of us dancing around and playing a dodge game, right? We're like trying to dodge what's really there. And what is really there is, this is gonna be a hard season. Again, mm-hmm. there might not be as many people at the table um, as you had wanted. And so you can't pretend that away, mm-hmm. right? You can't positivity, you, you can't have all these positive thoughts and make that go away. Instead, it is what it is. Um, and so you don't wanna play dodgeball with your emotions. You um, um, wanna be able to recognize the situation for the difficulty it is. And then we can kind of go through that. You have a really lovely phrase that you always remind me of, Jen. (laughs) Um, What do you say? So I I
0: always say that um, you can't go over it, can't go under it. It's something that you have to go through. And then what always helps is being able to, as you said, name it to tame it in that moment and to have someone else with you that maybe can help you be beside you to walk through it together, right? Someone Mm -hmm. you can connect with. Definitely. So that would
1: lead us to her, one of her other of the three. So we can go into the next one, which is self-kindness. You know, being supportive and understanding towards ourselves, right? So the moment that I do the first step and I mindfully acknowledge what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. Then I have to ask myself how should I be talking to myself? Can I be kind to myself? If I just identified, if I just named to tame something and and it's rough and it's difficult, then I wanna be kind to myself, Mm -hmm. right? And so a lot of us, we can be kind to others, right? We're really compassionate with our friends and our loved ones, but we're not so compassionate to ourselves when we need them, when we need to be. So that mid piece of self-kindness, you can do it verbally, um, you can do it thought-wise, but there are even physical gestures that you can do. Kristen Neff, um, again, anybody can, can look her up and see some of the gestures that she talks about. But let's just start with talking to yourself kindly. Mm-hmm. Um, so after I name it to tame it, I'm going to give myself some support. And so one of the things that I often say um, is you can do hard things. Which actually comes from my mother-in-law, right? My mother-in-law used to um, say that uh, quite often. You know, you can do hard things. Um, And it's so true. For whatever reason, that phrase resonates with me. It reminds me of my strength. It reminds me of my value. Um, And it reminds me um, that I can do hard things. So that would be, everyone needs to find their phrase, right? You can do this. You got this. You can do hard things. Um, So I need to speak kindly to myself. That would be a verbal one or even a thought. Maybe Mm -hmm. I just have the thought running in my head. Mm -hmm. But a gesture might be, after I'm kind to myself, a kind gesture might be, you know, place my hand over my heart, right? And so I can actually feel my hand on my chest. Um, And that's a loving, soothing, nurturing touch. I might also, it sounds rather strange, but I I might clasp my hands together, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm holding my hand, which is a kind, tactile gesture. And it supports the thought that I can do hard things. It supports the thought that this is going to be okay. You're going to be all right. It supports whatever thought or verbal phrases I'm sending to myself. And so that's this whole kind process, right? Kindness in my touch, right? Holding my hand, kind, my um, hand over my chest, right? And then along with the kind phrases. And so basically being very nurturing to myself. Because I already named it to Tame It, the mindfulness was mm-hmm. piece, mm-hmm. I already called it what it was. This is rough. This is hard. This is difficult. Then I go to kindness. Hand over my heart, just breathing in, slowing myself down, and reminding myself I can do hard things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've watched Kristen Neff do this before, and, ah. and so I'll put some links for the listeners to, to find and actually sit through one of her talks. Mm-hmm. and and. hold your hand over your heart. And so I'll make sure that they they get that and can process that and do it themselves at home. So what about the third one,
1: connectedness? So the whole concept of connectedness, um, first of all, this is the one that's often misunderstood. Um, and so I always like to add clarity to it because the moment you add clarity to it, you can kind of see little epiphanies, (laughs) you know, in, in people. So connectedness is really about reminding yourself that you're not alone. Mm. Um, in her research, she often refers to it as common humanity. And so you're reminding yourself that you're not the only one um, that whatever struggle, whatever situation is hard and difficult, you're not the you're not the only one to have something hard and difficult. Um, so if we go back to the COVID example, I'm not alone in being sad and being angry about, my holiday experience being something different than what I want, right? I'm not alone. The moment that we think we're alone in our struggle, it actually worsens the struggle. Hmm. That should be on shirts. (laughs) That's a good phrase, yeah, you're right. And so we have to remind ourselves we're not alone. And a prime example would be, you know, when I'm working with someone that's going through a separation or a divorce, right, they will often separate themselves from common humanity. and Because I'll hear phrases like this, you know, why did this happen to me? Why me, right? I mean, I even went through that myself during my separation, a lot of, why, how is this happening to me, right? Why is this happening to me? Those types of questions leave you hanging your head in shame. And so what you've just done is you've worsened a common experience that other people have had. They've had losses as well. Um, And again, it's not about comparisons. It's just about me remembering I'm not alone in this. Uh I'm not alone. Because the moment you think you're the only one going through whatever it is, you make it worse. If you think you're the only one going through a house loss, a marriage loss, the only one going through a holiday loss, the only one going through Uh a job struggle, maybe fighting with colleagues, conflict with colleagues, the moment you think you're the only one, you have worsened your experience you've exacerbated all of the suffering um, that is that's happening in the first place right and so we don't want to do that we don't want to exacerbate the suffering so connectedness Mm -hmm. is really about reminding us um, we're not alone don't activate that that switch in yourself perfect okay so I got it so instead of being connected
0: like making connections with individuals it's making that connection that you are not alone that you are connected to a larger Um, body of individuals who are also
1: having a similar experience. Yeah. And if the experience itself isn't the same, the feelings are. I mean, that's one thing that unites all of us. You know, Mm -hmm. you might have feelings of sadness and grief. I've had feelings of sadness and grief. They might have been caused by a different journey or a different experience, but we've still had those similar experiences. Harriet Lerner talks a lot about that, that mm-hmm. the various mood states that we experience, that's what unites us as a people. Um, we've all had that. We might have just gotten to them through different journeys and different experiences. Yeah. So so don't kick yourself out of the tribe of humanity. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I love it. Okay. So one of the things that I wanted to talk to
0: you about is in doing some research with on, on Kristen Neff's work, what well, she talks about this experience of what she has named backdraft, Mm. where when you start to do this work and you start to open your heart and let love in and let pain out, it can create uh, a lot of feelings
1: and emotions and overwhelm within you. It reminds me all the way back to your, your original statement, the one that you often use with me, you know, you will say to me when I'm struggling and I'm in a challenge time, you'll say, Jen, um, you, you can't go over it and you can't go under it. You have to go through it. and and this is exactly what the research is saying. Um, so the backdraft is, is as I go through this, I recognize all of the pain and suffering, um, that I'm experiencing at that moment. Um, what comes along with that is growth. And that's really hard to believe when you're going through suffering and pain, um, And and not to say that you have to go through suffering and pain for growth. That is for a different podcast at a different time. Mm -hmm. Um, But what it is saying is that I can't go over it, I can't go under it, like you said, I have to go through it. In going through it, there is gonna be some over, there's gonna be some emotional overwhelming Mm -hmm. where I start to recognize um, traits maybe about myself that I need to work on. I start to recognize maybe traits in other people that um, weren't so appreciated, right? Mm -hmm. And so reflection happens. In that reflection is growth. Anytime we can create some self-reflection, we're gonna grow. Right. You know, like what will I do differently now? What will I do moving forward now? How will I engage in forgiveness? Um, Forgiveness of another person, forgiveness of myself. So I can only have that as I go through whatever the emotional mood state is and whatever the experience that led to the emotional mood state. And so, yeah, the backdraft the back is it can be very, very emotionally overwhelming as I start to identify mm-hmm. what was all involved. Well, and that's where then um,
0: being self-compassionate, having self-kindness really comes in because if you start to feel that, then you need to start to help yourself through that by doing some of those tips and tricks and strategies that you mentioned, putting your hand over your heart, mm-hmm. clasping your hands together, breathing. And then knowing that it's it's it can be painful at times,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but there is a way through.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, we can look at other practices brought about by other researchers and authors and modalities. Um, when you're when you're experiencing backdraft, <laughs> doing all those steps you just said that's part of the self compassion mm-hmm. are so important. There's this beautiful technique called expansion. Which comes from Dr. Russ Harris Acceptance Commitment Therapy. And you can see how Kristen Neff's work and Dr. Russ Harris's work really connect with each other. Because if I'm having a really difficult time and I'm doing, I'm doing the work I need to do and I'm experiencing backdraft, which is this this uh, high emotionality, right? This right. overwhelming emotions because I can't go over it, I can't go under it, I gotta go through it. <laughs> right while I'm going through he teaches this technique of expansion, which is I'm going to see that which is bringing me such distress, right? And so I I picture it. If it's the feeling state, a mood state, an experience, a situation, I see it, and instead of fighting with it, I'm going to breathe and give it room. I'm gonna breathe and give it room. So that's kind of expansion um, where you can picture it And you're not struggling or smothering it. And it's not struggling and smothering you. Mm. Remember, something can only struggle and smother you if you're wrestling and fighting with it. So expansion is about breathing, giving it space Mm -hmm. so that it can dissipate and you will come out the other end. Yeah, you often say give yourself permission to go and have a good cry. Mm. Yes. Yeah.
0: And then you've also talked about... um, letting others around you know what's going on.
1: Yeah, because you also don't want it misinterpreted. So so let's be honest, if we're sitting at the dinner table this holiday and we have our, our, our people in our bubble are at the table, mm-hmm. you know, not the large friends giving that we wanted and not the large family gathering that we wanted, but we're at the table, you wanna be able to look at someone at the table and say, you know what, I just need a few moments. I'm gonna walk down the hallway, um, Walk down the hallway, go to the bathroom, and allow yourself to have a good cry, right? So start off in a mindful way. Call it what it is. Don't judge it. Say, wow, this is really hard being at this small holiday gathering. This is not what I wanted, not what I expected. Um, This is sad. Then move to kindness. Hand over heart or holding your hand um, and and just reminding yourself, you can do hard things. This is going to be difficult. Right? And then moving on into that connectedness. Wow. And I know that others are struggling too. So mm-hmm. we, we've got this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so letting it be known. We don't wanna just get up and walk away from the table because people are gonna misinterpret that. Um, and for some people, you might, you might activate certain things in them, such as abandonment. You mm-hmm. might actually activate that in someone at the table, kind of like, oh, well, what is this about? Or you could activate that they're not good enough because they can't keep you in a, a, a healthy joy, I mean a happy joyous emotional mood state. So then they start to feel not good enough. And so you wanna clear that up from the very beginning. Communicate ahead of time. This is gonna be a hard holiday mm-hmm. for me and I might have to tap out, right? But I'll be right back. I'm gonna take five minutes, seven minutes max
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I'll be back at the table. Mm -hmm. Right? So give them a heads up so that you don't activate something that doesn't need to be activated. You don't need to have them uh, personalize your need to be Mm self-compassionate. Right? Because sometimes they'll personalize it. I wasn't enough for you. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Uh -uh. As a matter of fact, the research says that the more I can practice self-compassion and the more I can take care of my emotional needs, it will actually foster a healthier relationship between you and I, whoever's at the table. Mm -hmm. Because I got me, you get you, and then what's left over is we can get each other. Mm
0: -hmm. It's a nice role model, too, if you're a parent with children as well, to put that out there. And the energy, just that energy that that brings as well tends to um, be connected with other individuals, that they pick up on that, and then they start to feel, maybe I can be more self-compassionate with myself as well. Mm -hmm. And it's really important as you, as you listen to what Jen and I are talking about, share this with the people around you that you feel could be good for you to connect with over the holidays. If you need support and always remember that there is mental health support, emotional support in a lot of different ways available to you right now. And I'll make sure that a lot of those links and, um, places that you can connect if you're feeling in crisis or you just need someone to talk to are included within the episode notes.
1: Absolutely. Yes, do, do what you need for wellness. Great. Take care.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Support shared during today's episode is for informational purposes and does not substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Jenna and I wish you well and look forward to you joining us on the next episode of Advancing Resiliency in Education.